All right, welcome to another edition of the Adhocracy Podcast. Uh, once again, we are brought to you by nobody. So um, if you do like the podcast, please uh, just share about it. Tell your friends. Um, if you don't like it, don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> but if, if you do like it and want to follow along, uh, follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Um, if, uh, if we get enough YouTube followers, we can get a uh, custom URL. Woo! I'm excited too. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, tonight I spoke with my good friend, Mr. Dalton Morgan. Uh, he's an OCR enthusiast who came in as a runner and really just, um, once he got his grip strength sorted out, um, started just destroying Spartans. Um, he's part of a little workout group that uh, Mr. Jeff Graham is also a part of. He's been on the podcast and just had a good time talking about uh, how COVID kind of wrecked everything, what the plans are moving ahead of that, and then talked some Marvel at the end too. So I hope you enjoy. All right, I just hit record. Boom, we're live. Okay, so welcome to the Adhocracy Podcast, Dalton. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is uh, just a little project of mine that I've been thinking about doing for quite a while, and I'm excited to have my friends on. And yeah, so um, you and I have done a lot of obstacle course racing. Um, and I was curious if you could talk about what got you into it. I know Jeff had something to do with it. And is, is that all that it was? <laughs> well, I, I had done a lot of running when I was in high school. Um, I, I did track and cross country. So a lot of 5Ks, did some 10Ks in, in college and stuck with, with the running. Uh, but when I got out of college, I, I didn't really have a, a reason to run, uh, no, no group to run with. And uh, when we first jo uh, joined the same group at work, you were talking about all these tough mudders and, <laughs> and how much fun it is to get out there and get muddy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to go out and, and get shocked and, and uh, you know, have to do all these upper body obstacles. I'm, I'm just, just a runner. And uh, Jeff and I started working together and, went on a, went on a trip to uh, do some training. And during that trip, he convinced me that it was a good idea to do this, this obstacle course race. So um, what, what was it that he was able to like, what was the, the moment where you like, where you switched from going mud bad to mud? Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't remember the exact moment. I think we were, we were just in the, in a car ride, uh, out to training. Uh, I, we were doing a, did a run together. And after that run, we were, we were talking about, you know, what we wanted to do and just, just convinced me that we to, he, to give it a shot. Cause, cause he's he talked one, about, right? yeah, he did the one with you and, and talked about how much fun it was and just, you know, running together, doing it as a group. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I can give that a shot. You guys can help me out um, on the, some of the stuff that I'm going to be weaker at. So when you were when you were running in high school and college, um, you ran cross country, right? Cross country, yeah. I, I did track as well. Um, so cross country was running five k's, and I actually went to uh, to state for the five k. Yeah, I'm not surprised. 
Yeah, you destroy yeah. running. <laughs> and then in track, I ran. Uh, I would run the mile uh, at the track meets, and then about forty-five minutes later, turn around and run the two mile. So, so did I you did never have any? Did you never have any weather that you had to deal with, like when you were doing cross country specifically? Not. I mean, Washington weather. You know, it's it rains, it gets wet. Um, but you never had like muddy courses or anything like that. Not 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 the type of mud you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, where it's just you know this thick mud, rolling mud, obstacle stuff, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was more. Hey, I'm go- I'm out. I'm in spikes, and that helps me get traction on those slippery courses. Yeah, makes sense. Did Did you do many? Well, we're in Washington here. Were you? Did the, many of the courses have the hills? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We had some decent hills. Um, uh, there was a course down in Stillicum that I really liked. We ended up running that uh, three times a year or three times during the season. So you got a good, good idea of uh, where you're, how you're progressing throughout the season, which was really, really neat. Good way to track our progress. And that, that had a pretty decent hill for it. Were you able to train on hills too? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we would, we do hill sprints, um, hill repeat workouts. There was a nice short hill um, that right behind the, the school and then going down to, uh, so I, I grew up in Olympia and lived on the West side of Olympia and would run down to the lake and then back up. And that's got a pretty decent hill there too. Nice. I know that most of our trail running, at least is at Lord Hill right now. And there's plenty of hills there. So, oh yeah. Um, so once, once you did the first tough mutter, I forget how, how many of us were there for your first mutter? Um, wasn't that like four or five of us? I feel like, yeah, I cause it one. was, it was yourself. This is 2016. I want to say, uh, I think yourself, uh, Jeff, me, uh, this is the one your wife ran. Cause this is, this is the first, her one. first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh yeah, this was the orange one, t-shirt one, one. one of your family friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kaylee and, uh, uh, Andy, Andrew? Alan, Alan. Yeah. yeah. I'd never remember. <laughs> terrible British names. guy <laughs> yes yes that one and th- that was a blast that was that was a lot of fun you know there were some obstacles I didn't like the obvious ones like uh the electric the ones. Arctic, Arctic Enema <laughs> and, and the electric one um electroshock therapy but they they weren't they weren't too bad they weren't enough to scare me off um and after that you you had talked about the Spartans as well and I could you have had run a couple at that point and we had all decided, hey, you know, let's sign up for the, the Spartan in, uh, in April and run that. And so we started training. We started getting ready for it. Went to go run that race. And for some reason, we had decided to, to sign up for the full trifecta for the season. Did we? We signed up to run, run Montana as well. Before did we, we even, run even Montana the first I, I don't remember running. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm we glad. did. I'm glad to say we did because Montana is a fantastic course. I, I love, love it. Course. <laughs> well, I bring it up because we ran, we ran Seattle in April and you know, you know, that course <laughs> in April is terrible. It's a slop it's, fest. It's, yeah. It's right after, you know, two weeks of heavy rain. Um, all the obstacles are wet. And so uh, all the upper body stuff we end up slipping off of. We, we ended up doing, cause we, we split the burpees on that race. Right. Yeah, because we were still running and as team. And we ended yeah. up doing, what, 160, 180 burpees? Too many. Yeah. <laughs> More than I care to admit. <laughs> that that was, 
I was dead by the end of that. And I didn't want to run another Spartan because so, it, it was, it was just felt so miserable being so at out the end there, of that, being cold. <laughs> at the end of that, were you, were you more depressed at the end of your first Spartan or first Tough Mudder? Sounds like Spartan. Uh, Spartan at that yeah. point. Uh, the yeah. Tough Mudder was, was interesting. I was glad I had done it at that point. Um, the Spartan, I just felt miserable. I was like, what, why am I out here doing this? And then we went to Montana because we had already paid for it. We already put together this trip and that was just a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Went to Montana and, and this is the beginning of May and we did great. I, I yeah. think, I think we failed like one obstacle each and that was it. Um, I, we were still pretty, pretty uh, new to the spear throw. And so I think we failed those. And maybe one of us hit it, got lucky. <laughs> I think Jeff got it, if I remember right. Yeah. And of course, load, lorded it over us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the April race in Seattle, that's that's where Jeff uh, almost lost his finger on the rope climb. Oh, that's right. Fell from the top. <laughs> 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 oh, man, that was. And so he was concerned about it in Montana. Yeah, that was. That's right. That's right. But that, that, was, that was just a fun trip in general, you know. Uh, what, what was it? Was it the three of us that went out there, to, took the drive out? And- yes. That time it was just the three of us. Went to McKenzie River. We did the uh, the world um, the world's the the Guinness Book of World Records for the most people doing thirty burpees at the same time. Oh man, was that that year? That I'm was pretty fun. sure. I have yeah, that. I yeah, still have that right. uh, hanging in my garage. That little that little uh, thing they gave us. That little like cardboard piece of paper that had your number. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of lame, but you know, you put it up on the wall, and, yeah. and it's a good memory. So well, our record lasted what. Uh, six months before it got beaten by another group. Oh, did it? Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time we went back the next year, it had already been beaten. Oh, gosh. That's that's ridiculous. You <laughs> need to hold on to these records longer. <laughs> yeah. huh. but after, after that Montana race, um, that, that kept me interested. And I think we did another race in uh, the Seattle race in September that year. Which Montana race did we? Did we do the Beast? I feel like we did. Yeah, it must have been the Beast. That's right, because we did the Beast, and then the next day was the Sprint. And I remember looking back <laughs> as we were driving away, and like this wind, rainstorm, and cold front had. Been oh yeah, there's a, the, there's a thunderstorm or something that that came over after we stuck, finished. <laughs> stuck on the hill, and we're like waving goodbye, like so long, <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that that was yeah that 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 was a good trip. That was a really good trip. But then, so if we did the trifecta, that means that in September we just ran the sprint, I guess. Or or no. No, that's the year we did Portland, right? Yeah, we must have done Portland that year. Man, I, like I don't it was. I have to had, go back and look at my records. We had Eric with us that time, and that was the, the happy little burpees. It's got to be one of the better team names we come up with. So. Yeah. Uh, except of course for muddy pythons that was a <laughs> that was a good one yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so we did one year of running everything as we ran a team. everything together right and then at the end of the year i remember cause, you know we'd sit down and have those end of year celebrations at uh diamond knot and i remember wanting to try a few of them as individuals and i remember getting some long looks from you guys like what the hell are you thinking <laughs> yeah yeah um there was a lot of 
resistance to something like that. Uh, I think Jeff, especially I was, I was on the fence if I recall correctly. And, but you convinced us, we gave it a shot. Well, cause I went for a kind of a halfway approach where it was like, all right, we're going to pick certain races where we still right. run together as a team, hang out, have fun. But then there's also going to be some where we really push ourselves. And I have to admit that year, it really, it really changed my approach. I think it changed all of our approaches, honestly. Yeah. We, we really ramped up, started ramping up the training. That was what the 2018 season. It must have been. I think it would have to be. I, believe... I think 2017 was uh, was our first year of Spartans. I don't remember exactly. I remember because we had the the one group year, we had an individual year, then the year that we all really pushed. And... Yeah, that that was 2019. Because that that's when I got the season pass. That's right. Really that's started right. going for it. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a. I mean, I remember training for the individual, like I remember really going at it and I don't know, it was, it was good. It took a lot of time though. I was, I was yeah. shocked with like really, you know, Spartan is one of those events where you're really having to balance your, your cardio and your strength and your endurance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is fantastic. It's an excellent full body you know, it's a, it's a good reason to keep your full body in good shape um, as opposed to, you know, just running like you did. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I feel like that was really good. And then, yeah, when when you got your, your upper body and your grip strength figured out, like when you got the multi-rig and the hercoist with lifting that bag on the pulley. Right. Once you had those sorted out, you just started destroying courses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it took some I was it so took some proud. effort <laughs> well I, you know i had a good team you know uh you put together great training plans yeah, uh, yeah get us out fun. there every every tuesday and thursday and, uh, well and i think a lot of it too was just kind of establishing like getting the baseline and that really came from doing it as a group yeah. those first that first year well, I guess two years, first with the Tough Mudder and then with the Spartans, but just kind of establishing a routine and then wanting to grow from that and wanting to be like, okay, this is fun and we are having fun, but I think we could push ourselves a little more. Yeah. And I don't know, I, th I think we I think we did a decent job at it. I mean, looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and it's like, man, I wish we could have tweaked it here, started yoga sooner so that we didn't specifically myself. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I kept running into issues and I'm still dealing with them now, but, um, but yeah, I, I feel like we did a, a decent job and on a low budget, Matt, I yeah. add. Yeah. That yeah, was we, great. We did a good job of simulating the obstacles, the events that we'd, we'd run into, um, getting, getting the buckets of rocks and the sandbags and yep. the, the the pull up bars all pull, put together, the sled drag. Yep, that was all good. It was all then, under budget. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, happened to put together, you know, a spear and target, and get start practicing that. Yeah, I love it how that it took of... a while. Oh yeah, definitely. It took a while to to figure out what we were doing. Once we got it, though, we were we were doing pretty well, and I was I was having a lot of fun. Um, was really 
really disappointing. I mean, and we were, God, COVID, COVID really wrecked it for everybody. My hernia ruined it for me, um, which that was like, that was right when everyone was getting ready to ramp up to a marathon, right? Yeah. Well, so, so 2019, we, I, I don't remember exactly what, what your plans were, but for me, that's when I did bought the season pass and really started traveling. Yeah. I, like I, I went around I went, the country. I went uh, to all the, almost all of the California races, went to Montana, went to the, the Seattle races, went to West Virginia um, and actually qualified for, uh, for the, the elite races and some, and some of them. Oh, and, and nationals went to nationals for age group that year. Um, almost qualified for Tahoe. And that was the year that we ran the, the, that downhill marathon. Wasn't that the year that Jeff qualified for nationals, but you didn't? Yes. <laughs> that was, it was some was, weird. What was I, the thing? Cause it, was it a points thing or what was I, it on that? I don't remember exactly what happened. It was hilarious, I have, though. I have to go back and look. <laughs> it was it was silly. Yeah, yeah. Because because I actually went to the nationals race and he didn't, but yet he, somehow he got the email that qualified him. Yeah. Not, I mean, honestly, and they're they're changing the rules on that pretty much. I mean, and I think they've got a you know every year they're going to have it more and more nailed down, so there's less oddities like that, but. That was weird. Yeah. And, and Jeff, and honestly, when you, if, if you listen to this, Jeff, don't worry. I don't think you're unworthy. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was the unworthy one. I, and I think, well, and Kevin, Kevin somehow qualified that time too, didn't he? And it was yeah, like, you he, all qualified except for he, me. He qualified. <laughs> he didn't want to go that, that year. Um, he was he was starting to ramp down for, from his heavy training. And That's I, right. I, I came into it. I came out of the marathon in August, uh, beginning of August of 2019, with an injury. And so uh, going to nationals, I, I actually wasn't able to compete at the level I wanted to. Um, I'd messed up my IT band to, on that downhill marathon we did. Well, some of us did. Yeah, some of us. <laughs> some, some of us. Of and some of us are training for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But it, it, it took a while to recover, um, and I, I probably was good enough at Tahoe. I just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't certain I was going to be able to actually uh, perform the way I wanted to. So Jeff and I ended up running that together. It was a fun experience. It was cold. Yeah, Boy, I remember that year. Was, that was a miserable year. I mean, Tahoe has had some miserable years, but I feel like that one was pretty close to taking the cake from what I've seen on the replays. Well, for, for us, we, we ran it without the snow. So it was just, it was just really, oh, that's it was right. clear that... skies and cold and windy. But then that, as we were leaving, the snowstorm rolled in. And so the elites race and the, the age group race that I would have run was the following day. And they actually got delayed because of the snow and didn't run until like, they were supposed to leave in the morning. They didn't leave until the afternoon almost. Try to keep and, getting delayed because they yeah, had. Was it? Wasn't it a wind delay? I it was. What it was they? They couldn't get the the volunteers on course. It was the snow oh, and is ice. That what it was? Oh my god! To 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 man the events. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and then they actually closed some of the water obstacles because of uh, 
hypothermia concerns, uh, at least in the open heat. Yeah, I mean, and here we are talking about this. I know Jeff, if he was here, he'd want to talk about his New Jersey one where they closed down the water obstacles and like half the race dropped out for <laughs> hypothermia. Yeah. No, oh, they, they closed it after he did it. They waited yeah, for him exactly. to get through. Exactly. Is Jeff through? All right, we're good. Close it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we did Tahoe. That was the last year that uh, they had the the championship race there, the world championship. And cause it was supposed to be in Dubai last year in 2020. Yeah. And that's, I, and that was a bold move. I mean, cause that's, I mean, I realize that Spartan wants to be a, a worldwide sport and I, and I really do think that by and large they are, but when your primary customer base is us based, that's, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad move, but it's a very bold move. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was looking at it, but I, I talked to Kevin. I talked to Jeff. You weren't running at that point, And neither one of them were interested in traveling uh, to that race. And I I really didn't want to travel alone. So I, uh, I wasn't planning on running it. And then yeah. everything got shut down anyway. So there yeah. really was no season. Um, it would have been it would have been a tough race. Yeah, just because I mean now you're running in sand dunes and in, in, in the heat. Yeah, and it's all it would have. Well, I'm assuming the majority of the course would have been on sand. I'm sure they have some roads that they would have put some stuff on, but yeah, or maybe some harder, hard pack ground. But yeah, that's a that's quite the swing from Tahoe. Quite yes. the swing. Yes, it is. So now that we've kind of talked about a bit of our history, anyways. Do you think you're going to stick with Spartan once once we come out of all this? Because, I, I mean, they've done a good job of making sure that everyone, if you had if you had purchased a race, you still are able to use that same credit at an upcoming race if you want to. I mean, it, it is a little bit of, you know, Internet paperwork, so to speak. Yeah. But they've done a good job of. You know, if you if you are still wanting to do it and you want to save the money that you're able to to continue the races. And I know you're you're signed up, but I mean, to to get to the point where we got to last time and where you started really destroying the courses was a pretty long journey for you. Yeah. And I feel like I've I've lost a lot a year of training, you know, oh, at least just because of I, I wasn't doing anything. I had no reason to train. Um and it's, it's disappointing. So I came into 2020 with another season pass, expecting to ramp up even further from where I was at in 2019, try to get into some of the elite races and, and really start competing at that level. Um, and only went to, to uh, basically two races last year. I uh, went to one in California in January, another one in February, and then everything shut down. Yeah. Um, so that was disappointing. Now that season pass is still applicable for 20, uh, 2021. They extended it through this year. Half the seasons, well, th- they may have had some races. I haven't been paying that much attention. But I just I, looked I wanted... and they, they have a, a, the, the soonest upcoming race that I could find was down in Las Vegas at the end of this okay. month. But... Yeah, I, I still, I, I wouldn't race, really do any Spartan races until 
the summer at the rate we're at um, just because there, there's just to me there's too much too much risk you know there, yeah, there's a, a weird, lot of people going through those courses it's a weird thing because i mean specifically even spartan because i mean that the, and they are going to try their best to you know reduce the crowds milling around at the event center and they'll probably have stuff spread out a bit at the start maybe smaller waves something like that temperature checks yeah. all that but at the end of the day you do not, i mean if you're wearing a mask that would that would just oh yeah that would be a very that would be an obstacle itself having to wear a mask the whole course but, yes uh, i mean at Spartan. the end of the day you're just you're just a bunch of people breathing <laughs> on the same course with each other and it's you know yeah all, it's all day. a breeding ground for covid yeah so spartan sent out some some of their recommendations for what they were going to do to to address covid and i agree i mean they, they were they were doing the correct thing right they were doing the social distancing they, they were only letting the athletes into the into the venue um doing temperature checks all that stuff you talked about smaller waves um but i still even with all those measures i still wasn't comfortable uh signing up to compete yeah. and it's it's just unfortunate because it's just the type of the event that is yeah did they have any kind of uh, like the first, right? I, I, the first, the, the, the those first two races you did in 2020, like especially that second race. Did they have any procedures in place at that time, or was it all still just kind no, of? No, it was still you know just the normal thing we normally do. There was talks of it, but there was nothing at uh, at the Spartan level that they were directing anyone to do. No social distancing, none of that stuff, and that really didn't hit for us until March. Um, right. Yeah, for for Washington State, for for the country where we just started just shutting everything down. Yeah, and so I mean that's and that's going to be interesting because I mean, I don't know, like it. I, I'm going to be very interested to see how Mr. Joe DeSena gets that all up and running again because I mean, that's a that's the amount of crew because I mean they have a lot of volunteer support and. I mean, I've I've gone out and volunteered at these races before, and it, and it's 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 fun. It's 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 a good experience to you know help people check in or go set up the course. Uh, I the one time I I set up the course, I actually got to set it up with Steve Hammond, Trailmaster Hammond, and that was a <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But I mean, the, the amount of people that are needed to do this. I mean, I'm assuming most of those people, you know, over this course of a time, you need to go find something else to do to bring in that income. Yeah. And I don't know if everyone, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't reached out to anyone within Spartan to ask this. And I, I suppose I, I don't know. I don't know if I even could, that'd be a weird thing, but I haven't heard about, you know, how that'll be handled. Cause I mean, you basically need to get all those people back and just be able to just at the drop of a hat go. And the expectation will be, not only are the courses up and running with the quality obstacles that they had before, but now you're also doing all these extra, extra COVID steps as well. And I think that's going to be a real challenge. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see, to see how they handle it. Um, I don't, I, I think the first race I was signed up to do this year was Montana. I don't think my back will be ready for that, but I think, I mean, maybe I, I, I might be able to do the the sprint out there. I don't know. But I know that all of us just kind of bailed on that. And I probably just need to 
to take my 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 uh, credit and push it out to some other time. But I my target right now is either doing a a September Spartan or the Tough Mudder. Yeah, uh, September sounds at the rate we're going with the vaccinations, uh, with getting out of this pandemic. Uh, September seems reasonable, and I we we should sign up. Well, I'm already signed up. So that and that weekend, I'm signed up. Gosh, um, I've never done this before. I know you have, but doing the, I think it's the sprint in the or no, the super in the morning and then the sprint in the afternoon. Two races one day. Oh yeah. And I've I had never done that. I've done the the, it, the one race fun. in one day and then come back the next day, and I didn't like that at all, honestly. But doing two races in one day, I think, sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I've done the trifecta weekends before where you, you go out and you do the beast and the next day you do the super and the sprint. Um, and it's, you just treat the, the sprint as just a short, short cooldown run. Um, I mean, you, you can, you can compete. I think the way they have it set up now, you can't sign up for uh, the competitive heats for the second race just because of the timing. Mm. Um because you, you have to go out and re-register, re, re, do your registration to pick up your packet and then come back in. Um, Jeff and I did, I think we did a super and then a trail race at 10K in Seattle. I remember back that. Back to back. Yeah. And that, that, was a, that was a quick one. I think I finished, uh, grabbed my stuff, got, got the registration, and just as they were filling the heat and, <laughs> uh, and packing it up. Just in time. Yep. But, I mean, it... It's one way to make sure you finish on time on your first race. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Motivation, go, go, go. you know, you, you spent that, uh, what, hundred bucks, 150 bucks yeah, in the second yeah. race and you better make it. Yes. And actually now that I'm thinking about it this September, I'm signed up for the competitive super and then just an afternoon group, uh, non-competitive heat. Cause the idea is, you know, and who knows how this will all go, but, you know, do, do something competitive in the morning and then go get all the people who we're trying to convince to do Spartans, um, with us to come and do the, the a group one in the yeah. afternoon. So, yeah, the, the group ones work a lot better on the open heat. I know yeah. we tried to we do tried that on one of the age group so heats bad. did not work out very well. Oh my gosh. Just, just, yeah, we have, we'll run and, uh, 15 minutes later, uh, we'll see it. So we just sat on the course and waved at all the heats of people that <laughs> it was so weird it was so weird and it was bad it was yeah. bad it was bad but i don't know i so i don't know if i'm gonna i mean if i have to pick between one or the other um because like i still really like the the tough mutters i know you've kind of moved beyond them because the you know those miserable obstacles yeah. um so I don't know, like at the end of September, if like how I would prioritize that. I think it'll, you know, really depend on where I'm at because Spartan, Spartan is more physically demanding. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's that way on purpose. And I think that it serves a good purpose. And it, you know, that when we started train, when we switched our training mode from Tough Mudder to Spartan and then Spartan on a competitive basis, you know, those were some big jumps because, Doing just the Tough Mudder, it was like, yeah, run around, you know, run for about a mile, do some push-ups, sit-ups, do some pull-ups under the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And then when it was Spartan, it was like, okay, well, we need to figure out lifting. We need to figure out pull-ups. Uh, we need to figure out a spear throw if possible um, just for the group. So, I mean, comparing the two, I mean, that, that, that that's always been quite the debate of which one is better. But come September, I'll, I mean, I'd like to do them all. I mean, I, I, I love doing those things. Those things are great. Um, well, I guess I'll just have to see where I'm at at that point. But uh, it'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting. In, in my mind, the way I view the two races is Tough Mudder is more the the team focused race, right? It's it's the group activity. They've mm-hmm. got more of those more of those team obstacles that you got to do together, right? You you can't you can't get out of those mud troughs by yourself. You can't get over that rolling block in the water by yourself. Um, and so it's all about you know a group activity, getting people up the wall, stuff like that. Yeah, which I really like. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that, that was one it's of those. A lot of fun. There was one of those Tough Mudder promotional videos, and it was like, like a lot of times when I see promotional videos, it's like all I see is like, okay, they're targeting this, they're saying this so that they can get these people. It's just like, I'm pretty cynical when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> but like, there was this one where it was like Tough Mudder, and it was like people helping people, and it was like the best of humanity was on the course, and it was like, you know, there's not many times I can say this, but I mean, like, I legitimately felt that, like being out there on the course and just like. You know, you, you see people just hanging out on top of that you know, blockness monster, doing nothing but just helping people for like five, ten minutes. Yeah. Just hanging out because it's or, not competitive. Or the guys on the, for fun. on the warped wall that are, you know, just lay there yeah. and help people get up the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Helping people get up the wall by, you know, <laughs> the poor guys up top are getting their arm sockets pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that that that's fun. Um, it is, but 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 what I'm enjoying more is the, the personal uh, accomplishment of getting through the Spartan race and trying to go for you know get get through in a certain time, get through perfectly free stuff like that, mm-hmm. and and competing uh, with someone else. And tough well, and mother, when you do enough of them, you're competing with yourself too, right? And, and tough mother, they, they do have, I guess, a competitive heat. We haven't run one of those, but in my view, in I'm my mind, I, in I still that, see it as a team, a team event. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And I mean, they both serve their purposes. And I think, um, well, cause I mean, uh, Spartan bought Tough Mudder this, when was that? It was about a year ago now. I think it's the end of 2019. And I think that they, you know, Spartan fully, cause Spartan and Tough Mudder were like in heavy competition with each other but spartan oh, fully yeah. realized how important tough mutter is because it's 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 essentially entry level to ocr and i mean i have to admit if, if it hadn't been for tough mutter i never would have tried a spartan and yeah, i'm sure that there were enough here. people who said that that when spartan bought tough mutter they were like okay you know we finally we we, we don't have to compete anymore because i mean it used to be down to like in seattle whoever booked their date first the other organization would just book the same weekend to try and take away from that other organization. And now they're, you know, intentionally staggering the dates so that that doesn't happen anymore. So you don't, you don't have to pick between the two, um, which that was always an, an interesting conversation to, to have amongst ourselves every year when they would <laughs> land on the same date. Cause me being me, I'm like, no, I, I want to do the tough mutter. And then, you know, you guys had gotten the, 
the itch for the competitive side and we're like, yeah, I'm not doing Tough Mudder. We're going Spartan. So <laughs> fortunately, yeah. it never I don't think we ever had a situation where we all had to like pick and we all went to different races that I'm aware of. No, we, we, we would run different heats of, of Spartan, but we didn't. We always ran the same event. Yeah, if we were together. Yeah, that was good. But uh, I'm interested to see if, if how much Spartan steals from Tough Mudder's obstacles. Because one of the things that, and I know that, you know, I've seen some Electroshock stuff out there, and I know you're not oh, excited about that. Oh, man. Um, but the, one thing that I really did like about Tough Mudder was like they they were constantly trying new stuff and new obstacles. Um, and, you know, Spartan did that to an extent. But with them being more competitive focused, they didn't want to branch out too much and then accidentally create like some kind of bottleneck on the course where yeah. you've got, you know, everyone like what was that one tough mutter obstacle where it was basically just crawling under a log that was really close to the ground. And it was like the line to to, to crawl under the log close to the ground was like a 15 minute wait. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like come on man like well i i remember the the warped wall i think our first year doing the tough mudder oh yeah we we, we came out of uh the blockness monster the out of the water it was a typical seattle day you know uh gray overcast maybe 50s and we we stood there for 15 20 minutes just waiting yeah uh, to, to, for our turn to go up the wall and but by that point you know i'm i'm skin and bones you know yeah. <laughs> I, i'm shivering you know because i'm not moving i'm not i'm not spending energy yeah that and i think that they and they tried addressing that in different ways which you know that they had the one i don't think you went that one year when they they had the loop course where you run a five mile the tough mutter had the five mile course twice and that pissed me off because all i saw there was you know some executive being like well why are we doing a 10 mile course let's just do a five mile course and that we have half the setup it's like oh my gosh it's like it's tough yeah. it's, it's it was such a different race it was it was depressing um because like you'd run by an obstacle and be like okay i'm doing this obstacle now and then i'm doing that ob obstacle next time and it wasn't really controlled and it, and it's i mean i'm not even worried about someone cheating on tough mutter because that's not that's entirely beside the point but it still just had a really weird feeling of being like, okay, I have to come by this again. And that's, that's the basic race that they've put out this time. So I was really, really glad that they only did that one year and got rid of it because that was just depressing. Now Spartans, they do a similar thing. They have their three races that will share obstacles, you know, the beast right. and the super and the sprint, but it's the race itself is a, a full course right they don't typically loop back on themselves except for the ultra which yeah which the ultra i, I, mean, I wouldn't imagine someone setting up you know a, a, <laughs> a 50k well they've uh, done a couple of them they've done a couple of them that didn't loop i remember seeing a couple i know by and large they basically just they add a small section onto the beast course and then have you run everything twice um and that i understand Mm -hmm. That's a little bit more reasonable. Well, when you're doing 30 miles and you're supposed to be going through the mountains and setting up all that, I mean, that's a long, that's a long race, especially when, you know, you got to work obstacles in there too. So yeah, 
that would be that'd be a challenge that would be a significant challenge to come up with just one course which i think i mean some of those races they had where they were like the ultra ultras uh like the iceland one although i think i wasn't iceland just a, a looped course as well yeah it's like how many times you get through in what 24 hours that's what you can do yeah because they basically stole that from because tough mudder had the world's toughest where they basically did the same thing and then i mean when you're in iceland i mean you you want a smaller course just so you, so you can keep track of your participants <laughs> yeah makes it a little bit easier oh man so and you're doing uh the the what was it? is it bigfoot bigfoot yeah 40 big, big, bigfoot 40 so um there's a couple different lengths that are available. Um, there's a 100-mile course and a 200-mile course. I'm starting with the 40-mile. This is actually the furthest I've run. Um, Kevin suggested it or found this last year, and we, we started training for it, but then things just didn't look like they would be good. Um, and they actually canceled the race when, uh, when it came time. But we signed up for it again this year. It's it it should be fun. It's it's a loop around Mount St. Helens. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that sounds because you guys hiked that hiked a lot of that same trail. Yeah, right? we, since the the race was canceled, we decided to just hike it. Um, so we we went out in August of last year, uh, came in at, at uh, Windy Ridge and did a three day hike clockwise around the mountain on the lower trail. And that was so how, how much of that trail would you actually be running on that on that race um so of, of what we hiked there's a they're taking a different branch than we did on one of the sections uh, but other than that we we hiked all of it which is nice it gets uh, good scouting so at least i know what yeah. i'm getting myself into right i know okay well i'm going to come in and there's going to be boulder fields to get through i have to look for you know these posts these waypoints to make my way across there's really no defined trail um, in those sections. And then there's other areas where there's, there's basically, there's no water. And, uh, I have to be, have to know, uh, how much I'm going to consume during that portion. So there's, there's a lot of what, what I'm liking about this course and preparing for it is figuring out the, the logistics, you know, how, how much water am I going to carry? How fast am I going to go? How many calories am I going to carry? How I'm going to consume my calories. Um, how much how much gear am I going to carry? That's that's a big one that I'm I'm still working through. Well, and you're buying like all that hyperlight gear right now, right? Yeah. So we uh, we picked up a uh, a running pack. Um, Jeff and I got the same one. It's the Distance Four Black Diamond uh, running vest. So it's got four liters of carrying capacity in the back, in addition to uh, the water. Um, it's got two water bottles in the front. And then a, a bladder pouch in the back, and that's going to be just enough for this race. Um, it's got three aid stations, sorry, two aid stations uh, throughout the course. One at twelve mile, and the next one at mile twenty-six, I think, mile twenty-eight, something like that. Jeez. And then we get down to the finish at mile. I said it's forty miles. It's really forty-three and a half. And trying to figure out well, well, how, how am I going to get miles, What's another three, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, huh. And I'm I'm looking at about 11 pounds right now. I got 
I picked up new rain gear. I picked up a, a personal locator beacon. I got new water bladders to, to fit within this pouch um, and, and basically upgraded some of my gear, which, you know, I'll use, even if I don't run something like this again, I'll use for hiking, sure. backpacking. What's the, what's the intent behind the rain gear? Because there's a, a part of me that thinks you're going to be out there and if it starts raining, I mean, unless it's an absolute deluge, then you might actually be, well, I guess what time of year is this? this or what's uh, the so temperature going to be? This race is the weekend after July 4th this year. Okay, it so was it in fairly warm. Was going to be in August of last year, um, so it's a little bit earlier in the year. We we are required to carry a uh, insulative layer, so a, a long sleeve layer, as well as a jacket with a hood. So I, I will have to carry a rain jacket, um, rain shell, wind shell, something like that, just for requirements. Just just to meet the requirements, and I, I figured okay. you know I might as well make that. Uh, a, a rain jacket so that if it does start raining, I've got a, a dry layer to put on and keep myself, keep myself dry. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I guess I'm just thinking you've run enough of these races where we go out and I mean, and we intentionally get wet, you're intentionally jumping into water and then yes. continuing on running. So that part wouldn't be too, too foreign to you, but the and fact that they have it cake baked into the then you know you need this in order to run the race. I, 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 I get it. I get it. And, and so, something to, to keep in mind is we're we're starting the race at seven thirty a.m. the The course cutoff is eleven p.m. that night. So, so you got to deal with temperature changes. Sixteen hours. Um, it's going to get dark. You know, around seven thirty eight o'clock, it'll start getting dark. So you have to make sure you can see the course. Um, and to, in two thousand nineteen, I want to say. They had a thunderstorm roll in in the evening, and uh, <laughs> start dumping rain and wind uh, on the the people who are still on course in the middle of the night. So just kind of preparing for those eventualities. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a, you know, an overcast, sunny, partly sunny day. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah, but you never yeah. know. Are you training with that pack? Yes. Yeah. So for all my long runs, uh, we're Jeff and I we're, we're filling our st- our pack up with with all the water we plan to carry, um, as much of the gear as we plan to get to carry, just to get used to. Okay, where's all the weight at? Um, how do I access my my food, my fuel during the course? Um, and how's the pack feel? How's the pack ride as we're running? So, what kind of uh... Are you going to take gel packs or blocks? Are you taking protein bar? Like, what are you carrying with you for, for fuel? So I, I was originally thinking, you know, uh, gel packs. I've, I've used those for, for marathons before, but I, I started looking at it. Uh, the recommendation is you you need to consume, you know, a couple hundred calories an hour. And each gel pack is only 100 calories. And so Oof. to carry enough fuel... I would have to have, you know, 30 some gel packs with me all, uh, on course. And that just sounds seems ridiculous. Great. No, that so, sounds great. <laughs> instead, I, I, I've been reading around trying to figure out what, what, uh, what these ultra runners uh, use and how they fuel themselves. And I found this, uh, this stuff called Tailwind. 
and it's a, a calorie and electrolyte blend. It's basically, I, I tried it on my last run, and it's basically uh, it creates sugar water effectively. Hmm. And it, it you just you just sip on that throughout the run, and you'll you'll get some calories. Now I, I can't get everything from that. I won't have enough be able to carry enough water with me, um, but I can use that to you as my base calories and then supplement that with, with some gels only have to carry a handful of gels. I'll have, uh, some, uh, some waffles, some wafers with me. Um, I'm, I'm required to carry 500 calories extra that I don't plan on using as my uh, backup calories in case something happens on course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll have you know, some cliff bars, maybe some trail mix with me, um, in my pack, uh, just, just, just to help give me some some solid fuel to eat, and then there there'll be stuff at the aid station. So they're gonna have you know watermelon, some pizza, some chips, oh, stuff, stuff like that. Nachos. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know you, you think well that seems like it's not, you know the, the chips and the pizza that seems like it's not great for you while you're running. Um, but what I've been reading is you know some of those processed foods actually are better for you doing something like this because. Uh, they're easier for the, your gut to, to digest. They've already been partially processed. Yeah, makes the uh, energy a little more readily available. Right, so you're you're able to break it down quicker. You're able to access that energy quicker. Um, it's crazy. Compared, compared to something <laughs> you know, like you know, your, your whole grain toast, oatmeal stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So has your training basically entirely shifted to this? to this 43 uh, mile run? Yeah. So I've uh, just started my 16 week training plan. Um, I was looking around, I was a little concerned um, about how I was going to train for something like this, you know, being on course for 11 hours and, and training Jeez. for that long. And Found found a training plan that is a fifty miler, and so I, I'm training for that. Um, I've got right now six weeks a day that I'm going to be running with back to back long runs on the weekends. Six days a week, you mean? Yeah, six weeks a day. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just really fast. You're breaking down the time continuum for your training, is what you're telling me. Well, yeah, that's the only way you can do this. <laughs> That's a lot, man. Okay. Yeah, I, and so I, you know, coming out of the 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 lull we've been in with our training, uh, where I was running maybe once a week, five or six miles, if I'm lucky, eight miles on on a Saturday, and now going into this, I'm going. I'm trying to ramp up, you know, my core training, uh, being very careful with with how fast I'm running. Um, doing a lot of stretching, stuff like that, and making sure I don't earn, injure myself. Yeah, that's going to be – I know that anytime, because, I mean, the way that we used to do training was you'd essentially – we'd train for, like, the Tough Mudder. So we'd train, say, June, June to September, and then October through March – nothing because we're yeah. you know on our off season and then come back and start ramping up again and a lot of those times coming back it was a lot easier to get injured than if 
I mean, even if you just reduce the, like you could reduce the, like the intensity of the training, but maintaining, you know, maybe I'm not running, you know, 40 miles a week anymore, but now I'm running, you know, 10 miles, 10 miles a week, but still just keeping, keeping that a little bit of that edge to be able to keep your body used to the, to the impact. And when, when you ramp up, it works out a lot better. Yeah, and I'm hoping I've got enough of a base that this this isn't as painful. Well, um, you you've already kind of you already were doing some like the, the runs at Lord Hill with Jeff to yep, to start yep. prepping for that. How long have you been doing those? Uh, so we've been we we've been running like I said, doing these these one runs a week, uh, pretty much all through the pandemic. We really started ramping up more in January because Jeff was was training for the Montana ultra. Um, yeah, I think he start he really started that in December. Um, Kevin and I, we gave it a shot. I think Kevin dropped it pretty quickly. And I, I dropped it like a couple of weeks after that, just said, Hey, you know, I, I really don't see us going to Montana. And so Jeff was on his own with his training. Now he since moved his, uh, his ultra a month later to was it? Ohio, I think it's Ohio. I think it's Ultra. Ohio. Uh, it's, it was like Tennessee or something like that. Virginia, it, it's, maybe, it's, or was it Virginia? It's one of the ones in June. Um, so he spawned himself a month in his training, and I would join him for some of those runs. I think I got up to, you know, ten to twelve miles on my long runs, just doing the, that one run a week. And when we decided that we were going to start doing this. Uh, this Bigfoot race slowly built myself back up, adding in a couple of extra runs, um, increasing my long runs a bit, and just kind of getting ready for this 16-week training plan. And you just started today? Today's, yeah. Today's the official start of my my training. I guess, and you could count yesterday. Yesterday was my day off. <laughs> yesterday's my rest day, so. Two Always days good then. to start with a day off. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. So after, after that, are you planning on training at all for the, the September Spartan or any other Spartans at all? Yeah, I, I'm going to sign up for September. I think at this point it's looking like we're going to be, uh, pretty much fully vaccinated around June timeframe, Memorial day. Um, I know Biden's been pushing for, Independence Day at the latest as independence from the from the the virus. <laughs> he better he better come up with some great speech like Independence Day, you know, <laughs> so that when when we open back up, it's like we will yeah. not go quietly into the night. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go on. We're going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly, exactly. You know, if if he if he if he pulls that off, there there will definitely be someone on the internet who will deep fake that speech <laughs> and put Biden on there. That would be, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll be interesting, but, uh, so, so you're not, you're not aiming to do any traveling and like your whole, I mean, that's gotta no, be depressing. I'm, I'm going to your, stay your, local. Your season pass is basically, I know. I mean, you, you've gotten what two years worth of season passes out of this, and you're yeah, and I'm going to run three <laughs> race races. Weekends? 
three four base weekends yeah oh man uh that's yeah that's depressing that's yeah. depressing not really my money's worth but you know what can you do yeah i mean that, that, that there's been a lot of a lot of other stuff you know that that that's first world problems right there and there's a lot of real world problems out there with all this covid stuff so yeah good to try to keep perspective i suppose although it's hard when you're locked in your house not running the race and you look at the look at the calendar and be like i was supposed to be in socal today oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i all through last year i was getting all these calendar notifications like hell time to get ready you gotta go uh go to this race i'm like i'm not flying there damn <laughs> that's disappointing yeah yeah huh <sighs> all so, right go ahead uh, I don't know. I was just saying, I feel like we've kind of talked this OCR stuff to death, which is great. I, I, I love talking this. Um, were you going to say something? Well, I was going to mention, you know, getting into this, this Bigfoot race uh, has got me thinking about, you know, what, what I want to do after that. Yeah. And I know, so we, we were watching that, uh, that video on the Moab 240 no. when you were over. No, and Dalton, it, no. And it, it got me thinking, you know, don't what, do it. <laughs> what, what does it take to train for something like that? Oh my goodness. Cause I, cause I, you, uh, you have been hanging out with Jeff for too long. <laughs> well, it, it, it's okay. I, I looked at the website and one of the things I say is uh, s- snakes and scorpions. So I'm probably not going to run it. Mm. Yeah. I know. But, you, I know you're not a fan of snakes. There is a 200 miler in Tahoe. I might, I I might do. Anyways, I <laughs> with the mountain. So you, you're, you're what you're gonna get, you're gonna trade snakes for mountains. I don't know if that's a fair well, trade. No, <laughs> the ta- you know Moab's got uh, two mountain ranges in it, so you can't say it's flat. Yeah. Anyways, I it got me thinking. You know what? What would it take to get to Moab or get to that conditioning? And could I do it? Do I have a one-year plan or a two-year plan that would get me there? Yeah, you'd need it for something like that. That's yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then, really, for something like this, I need uh, I need a team. I need you know pacers. Oh, no. I, need, I, I need a reliable set of people that that I can trust <laughs> to you know keep keep me going. Those, uh, you know, when, when I'm doing my last sixty miles, and and they're right there with me all the way. Oh, just the last sixty. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. You realize you're talking to a guy who hasn't top, who hasn't reached <laughs> past twenty yet. So. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm looking at you. I'm looking at Jeff, Kevin. You know, for yeah. to help me out for something like this. Yeah. Someday, I don't know. The, the this whole back thing. I feel like I'm making. I feel like I'm making good progress. Like I feel like it's really slow progress. It's incredible incredibly frustrating especially like the the first day that i went to to physical therapy the guy who was gonna be who was you know my physical therapist he came in from a run and it was like like that that he's like so what what what, uh what what do you like to do to stay and i'm like oh i like to run i was like i saw you run in he's like oh yeah sorry (laughs) because yeah that's you know the the running is I've tried, I've tried getting back into it and it's just something in my core and the way that all of my hip flexors and core muscles are work or are not working together properly has done something to my back that 
I know I feel like he's gotten a lot of proper proper things engaged so that um I'm more set up for success and I'm doing a lot more stretches which a lot of the stretches he has me doing I actually when I was trying to to kind of fix my own problems um I think that the only thing that I was really doing that was really wrong is I kept doing toe touches, like kept trying to do because I was so proud of myself. I've never been a flexible person. Mm-hmm. And once I started doing yoga three, four years ago, um, I was finally able to touch my toes. And it was just such a proud accomplishment, you know, something to put on my refrigerator, so to speak, um, that I didn't want to give it up. But I think like, because basically I've got one of my lower vertebra is too far back. And I think that doing those toe touches probably aggravated that more than it should have. Um, so I don't know. Actually, as I'm talking through this, I'm wondering if it was just all those toe touches that did me in and maybe not the running. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But they've got me on a a good, a good course to, you know, I, I really feel like the short runs are going to be coming in soon. Apparently it's going to be all about how long the run is and not how far the run is once I first start back. So I, I'll just have to run really fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah you should probably start with uh, probably trail runs. Well, like since it's centennial trail, flat courses um, <laughs> versus getting out and immediately jumping into Lord Hill. See, I love Lord Hill. That's that. I, uh, I know, but it, you know, that adds a lot more core I know. requirements. And, and I mean, one of the things that, you know, I, it's kind of a love hate relationship with that Centennial Trail is they do have a lot of those little like dirt paths right off to the side. It's just you never know when you're going to run right into like blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, ah, you know, when it goes down the, and then you have to climb up the ditch, which is also covered in blackberries, which, um, in case anyone who's, who listens to this is not from the Pacific Northwest, I, I never understood it as a kid growing up in Montana, but blackberries are just, I mean, they're thistles, they're thorns, they're, they're nasty. I remember the first time, uh, when we were renting, um, down in Snohomish, the first year that we were here, um, some of those blackberry creepers. They came up over the fence because uh, we were up on a green belt and they came up and over. And I went out to to clean up, clean up the blackberries in the backyard. And I had gloves on, thankfully, but still those things went right through leather gloves. And man, let me tell you, that was a that was a wake up because my dad had always he, he grew up here and he always complained about blackberries, but I didn't get it. So so going <laughs> on a run at Centennial Trail and surprise blackberries is never a fun experience so no no it's not but the the flat is definitely is definitely a better approach um i think that you know because we did do more runs on centennial when we were prepping for the marathon and switching to the like having the right pair of shoes did a lot like having those asics that were more cushioned Mm -hmm. really helped me um more than I care to admit, because, you know, I, I, oh, I just got, these are my running shoes. I run on them everywhere, blah, blah, you know, but, um, it, 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 it helped a lot. So fortunately those shoes are actually still in pretty decent shape. So maybe I should start at Centennial when I start back up. I don't know. We'll have to see what, 
Mr. Physical Therapist says to me. Um, what, yeah. What's your timeline look like? Are you, you know, I don't a couple have, weeks out, a month out? I don't have a specific timeline um, because they were wanting to start really slow with me to make sure that I was, you know, it's m- m- making sure you're building the foundation right before you start putting up the frames, so to speak. Yeah. And um, apparently I've been moving through it quite well. Um, the, the big difference, you know, he, he says I move through it really well because I actually do the physical therapy at home, which the amount that I do at home, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm usually lucky if I can get two thirds of the days doing what I'm supposed to. Um, but, um, I, I have noticed the, like some of my core muscles, you know, you're, you're supposed to feel this or feel that, um, and it has improved a lot. Um, I, I feel like essentially the stuff that he's wanted me to to activate in the core has come through a lot better. So I feel like as far as my core muscles, that's a lot better. The the piece that I'm nervous about and I've I've never been great at is the again the flexibility. You know, I'm real proud about touching my toes, but um, as far as my like my hip flexors, they've always always been extremely tight and uh, you know so like when i was trying to fix it at home i was doing the a lot of like pigeon um from yoga um stuff to try to to really dig deep into the into the hip flexors and i was doing a lot of that um very similar to what i'm doing right now it's a little bit more targeted right now um which you know if you're going to a physical therapist you'd expect them to tell you that as opposed to just what I was doing, which was looking stuff up on the internet. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's good to know that my internet searches were at least close. Although, uh, you know, I love to say anytime you go on the internet, you just find out you're going to die in five minutes. So, Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. WebMD. Yeah. Yes. WebMD. And you're going to be dead in five minutes. Do you want to, f- do you want to, you know, give you a link to legal zoom for your will? You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's been going well. I don't have a specific time frame. Um, more s- a specific goals. They give, um, like they do reassessments every, I want to say six weeks. And basically I've, except for being able to do light jogging, I met all the goals that they were looking for from me. So I feel like the light jogging has to, has to be right around the corner for me. So soon, okay. soon. Good. It, it will be good to get you back out there. Yeah, even if it's just you know I can uh, run with you for the first quarter mile and then you say know, all right I'm going home. <laughs> even that little bit will help. Yeah, well, and what that's always one that's one thing that I always really appreciated about our group workouts is I don't know how many times I would have skipped that workout and been like screw this I am not oh, yeah. going out especially that one year that one year that we went all the way through the winter. And we oh, were yeah. running around, <laughs> running around at the snow at the baseball fields. And it was yeah, like, and, what and the, the cold hell are we doing? And, and, and the rain. <laughs> it was and it, miserable. It, it just helps having that other person to, you know. Well, it's uh, like, I know Dalton's going to be there. And I oh, know yeah. if I don't go, he's going to give me a load of crap if I, if exactly. I don't show up. And it's exactly. you know, both ways. So it's you, you need someone to share in the misery. Exactly. Exactly. So that was... So I, I, I get it. You know, I, I, I want to get back out there. I know you appreciate, you know, even if it's just for the first quarter mile, like I said, um, 
it'll it'll be good. I I'm really looking forward to it. And I mean, and during this whole pandemic thing, I mean, being stuck at home, um, obviously everything is more stressful. Um, just from you know, assuming you're following the procedures and doing what you're supposed to, you know, let alone getting sick. You know, none none of us have gotten sick here with COVID. We we had a couple scares with you know three kids, you're going to get a couple colds every now and then, but it's always like, is that COVID? Is that COVID? And it's, <laughs> it's usually like a one day cold, but you know, I'm still yeah. sitting in bed thinking about my will. Um, that's, <laughs> that's just how I am sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of stress. And then having, having the running and like, just being able to go downstairs and do pull-ups even like between meetings, um, between, you know, all these virtual meetings, having an excuse to go downstairs and do pull-ups, having that kind of taken away and that physical exertion was, was really disappointing because, I mean, w- when I hurt my back, I was actually doing a virtual Tough mutter event. And um, that's a big reason why I actually hurt my back. Because you know, I, I used to hurt my back, you know, I mean, I'm sure you remember I would be out for like, I'd be out for a week, so to speak. Um, with a back injury and be right. like, I just need to take a week off. I'd be gone for a week and then I'd come back and I'd be fine. Well, during this virtual race, um, I was like, well, I got to run five miles a day or I'm not going to meet my goal. And I was like, I hurt my back. I'm like, well, I'm not doing any of the strength training and it's just running. So I'm sure I'll be fine. And I did that for two days. And then, you know, six months later, here I am still unable to run. <laughs> So it was a very poor choice, very poor choice. But I did get enough miles that with the walking I was doing, I was still able to get my little Tough mutter headband <laughs> and coin and shirt. Well, and well, that's what matters. Exactly. I got the swag. Um, <laughs> never mind the fact that you can just buy the swag. You <laughs> no, you have to earn it. Otherwise, yes. it doesn't count. Well, and I, I would hate that, like not finishing and then getting the swag that would be depressing oh man just throw it in the throw it in the trash so assuming let's assume you're 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 back up to you know running speed you know you're you're back out there yeah feeling a lot better what what's your goal what what do you want to do the next next season the next year so what what are you going to try to train for my so what i i have to admit like I think that if I really pushed myself and if I worked on my grip strength more, I could, I could do pretty well. Cause I mean, I, I did, I mean, I didn't do as well as you. I mean, you were, you were legit winning races straight out, regardless of the age group you were in. Um, but I mean, there was that one year where I set out to get top 10 in my age group and I, and I did it. And that was, you know, that was a fantastic feeling. Um, and it really pushed me to, to work harder the next year, but it, it kind of pushed me a little too far, I think. Um, but I, f- but kind of in that, I found that, you know, I like, I like having the competitive aspect because it does make me push harder. Um, but I also really liked the group, the group events. So, I mean, mm-hmm. ideally coming back, um, I don't know exactly. I haven't really thought about it too much. I mean, I, I would definitely want to do, you know, the the Tough Mudder, um, get people involved that way. Um, 
want to do prob I mean, okay, here we go. I'm just going to make this up as I go because that's what we do. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would do a group Montana beast, a group tough mutter, and a competitive, mm, competitive super or beast in Seattle in September, and basically allow for lighter training over the holidays. I don't want to have to ramp up too quickly to be competitive like the May time frame, but then take the, the spring, the summer, and the fall to ramp up more and go for it in September and, you know, make that kind of the baseline. And then probably, you know, if there's a way to, to get to a national race um, or do, you know, travel like maybe once a year, you know, maybe don't, maybe skip Montana one year and then go down to, to Tahoe for a, you know, one race or something like that. I mean, I, I still really enjoy, enjoy Spartan, um, from the aspect of it really forces me to think about not just my cardio, but also not just the strength. Um, I think that mixing those two is, you know, our bodies are fairly well set up to do both. And I mean, you can, I mean, I think you could make a case to focus on one or the other and and it's not going to be too detrimental. I just know that anytime, especially over the last couple of years, anytime I've focused more on running, I would pretty much instantly get knee pain um, if I stopped doing leg exercises. So I I really do like the idea of continuing with Spartans, um, not just focusing competitive. I like the idea of of helping people, um, and getting them interested, seeing them progress. I mean, I loved, I loved seeing you go out and just kill it because, you know, I went from, (laughs) went from you who didn't want to touch mud to now you're okay with wallowing in it. And now you're like blazing through it. Um, (laughs) it was awesome. And, And I mean, Kevin did that too. Kevin, I remember when Kevin came to his first workout, um, you know, he, he could, barely get around the baseball field. Jeff was passing him. Um, and then by the end of, you know, two years later, he was out there. I mean, he got first place in his age group, right? Yeah. That like same time as you, like you both did. That was so funny. (laughs) That one, that one race in Seattle where that was the, that was, that was the one where I couldn't go but I just went to the, went to the ceremony with you guys, but it was just, it was really cool to like go out there and see two, you know, of the four of us, two of you guys out there winning your age group, um, at Spartan and being like, yeah, that's my crew. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was great. It was really awesome to, you know, know that it was good validation that, um, cause I mean, I, I think a lot of these races, if you decide that you really want to push yourself kind of like you and, and Kevin do, you know, I, I did try for a bit. I don't think I pushed myself as hard as you guys did. Um, but if you really wanted it, you really could go and get it. And it was a good validation that the general approach that I was taking with all the training was working. Now, admittedly, you guys were off doing a lot more running outside of those group workouts, but 
the group workouts, you know, we had set them up and had them targeted well enough that that you guys were able to go out and kick some ass and succeed. And it was, it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. So there's that piece of wanting to, you know, there's not a lot of people at Boeing who are really looking to get themselves in shape physically, but you find the right people. And then no, I know that I can give them the tools that if they want to, they can go out and succeed with it. And so it's really fun for me to be able to do that. So, I mean, ideally, I'd love to just, you know, I, I realize we're down Kevin and Jeff because they decided to go be rocket scientists and send people <laughs> to the moon and stuff. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, I've got a a solid enough plan and especially with with you there. Um, that if we get other people interested that we could, you know, help some other people improve their lives. It, it may sound a little, um, cliche or, um, pie in the sky, but I mean, going out there and having a, a group of people that you like hanging out with, you got a similar goal, everybody's pushing themselves and you go out and you have those goals for, you know, this is the race where everyone is really going to push themselves. And so you need to train for that. But at the same time, we're also going to have a race where we're all just hanging out on the course and having a good time. I think that it's a really good balance. And so, you know, I think that's the direction that I would want to take it. Um, kind of very similar to what we've been doing. Um, and, and I like the idea that at the end of every year, how we would sit down and be like, okay, this worked, this didn't. Here's a proposed change. You all give me frowny faces. And then we come back a year <laughs> later and be like, did this work? And he was like, no, Luke, this did not work at all. Or yeah, actually that did work out really well. And we want to ramp it up even more next year. Okay, great. You know, um, it's, it's just a lot of fun. So I, I find the, the group aspect very rewarding. So, I mean, I, I think that that's, assuming that my back doesn't hold me back, <laughs> um, assuming that that doesn't, that kind of keep me restrained, um, too much. Um, that, that's what I would want to do kind of more of the same. And I, and I hate saying that, you know, I want to do more of the same. Um, I do want to try and, you know, keep things mixed up. It's just, we spent, what would that be? You know, four years kind of ironing out where we wanted to and how we wanted to do things. And we finally had it all kind of, we had it all clicking. And then I got my hernia and surgery and then COVID hit and then Jeff and Kevin are moving away. I mean, it's, it's yeah. admittedly, and it was depressing. It was depressing. Like, like, cause the, those all kind of came one at a time, you know, first, first my hernia, then, covid then we hear those two are moving away and yeah but we're, we're starting over in yeah. a lot of ways yeah and i mean and there's you know there's a couple people in in the group at at boeing right now that i'm if we were doing if we were doing workouts and we were able to go out there and run around in the very limited but beautiful washington sun um i think there's a lot of potential to to get another group going. You know, I think yeah. that we were adding, you know, and we had plenty of people out there from time to time. A lot of people would come out and try it. Um, yeah. Uh, and we, we some had, people we were had sticking a day where around. we had like, 
We had a day where we had like seven or eight people out there with us. Yeah. That was a, that was a big group. That was a fun day. Yeah. Cause and we I, had the, I, the core of us and then several other people, new, new people. Well, and I love the whole, like, um, I forget the guy. Every once in a while, we would be running down to the beach or running oh, yeah. the, the trail. I, I know and who we you're would talking literally, about. literally see him standing next to the next to his car and being like, "Hey, we're gonna go run to the beach. You want to come with us?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, let's go." And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hi, I'm Luke." It's like, "Hi, I'm I I forget his name, um, but man, it was, you know, just kind of that carefree, you know, it like I said, it's a little pie in the sky, but it's it's just a lot of fun to just go out there and not be tied down to like keeping, keeping the group aspect and not pushing it straight competitive, I think keeps, keeps the, the level of fun in there that keeps people wanting to come back in my opinion. And and you were doing things well, you know, dealing with uh, different levels of activity, different levels of fitness Mm. um, and how to manage that with your, um, with the, circuit courses uh when we're out on long runs you know doubling back and, and back and forth waiting waiting at junctions yeah and i mean and that that comes from that well that that, that kind of comes from two things out the first that comes from back when i was in the air force down in texas um in san antonio shout out to headquarters recruiting um we would have uh i was uh well, when I first got there, I wasn't in charge of PT. There was another guy, uh, Condi, um, and he was a beast. He was training to be a, a PJ, which is basically you have, I mean, there's the basic military physical fitness standards, but if you're going to go be a battlefield airman, um, that's basically, you know, and I'll probably get in trouble with someone here, but spe- it's not quite special ops training, but it's really close. I mean, th- they have you up, you know, 30 hours at a time. They have hell week, all this kind of stuff. Um, based on the different programs, but he was training to do that. So he was absolutely shredded. He was doing like three workouts a day um, and he was in charge of PT for our group. And so he would just wreck us. Um, That's where I learned about burpees. Um, That's where I learned about the uh, backwards bear crawl, um, (laughs) (laughs) which were miserable. But uh, a lot of what, a lot of how he ran the workouts um, worked for varying, worked for varying, um, levels of fitness. And, uh, he, he went, he took a new job. And so the, the group needed a a fitness leader. And so I just, yeah, I'll, I'll step up. I've, I've done enough of this that I think I can throw together a couple workouts and, um, and, and, and I mean, it was fun because I mean, you, you had to, you had to come up with something where, there were people like there were a couple people in the group. Um, I wasn't the fastest. There was, he wasn't quite to your level, but he was a really good runner. Um, really weird running style. Um, where he, he only ran on his toes, like only ran on his toes and he'd run that way his whole life. He never had any calf problems. It was super bizarre to watch him run, but he was faster than me. Um, so I had to come (laughs) up with a workout where he would, he would be okay. And then also, um, occasionally we'd have, uh, uh, training sessions where some of the recruiters from around the country would come in for a training session on whatever update for recruiting needed to be pushed out, um, for training. And so we'd, we'd get people who did not have much physical 
fitness um, going on. <laughs> and I, I honestly love those days because um, you'd get through, you know, you'd start the workout and, you know, my workouts, the, you know, you'd start off with a warm up. I wouldn't call it a warm up at the beginning. So, you know, the, the, you're going through and you're doing like, you know, 20 burpees, you know, 10 push ups, you know, all, all this stuff, enough to where you've got a really good sweat going. And I'd stand up and be like, all right, that was the warm up. And just watching everybody's eyes get big and just, <laughs> <laughs> that was the warm up. What the hell? <laughs> you're killing us, Captain. It's like, <laughs> like we have yet 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 to start and so um so but then building workouts where essentially you could because we we did this uh we, we would do essentially loops like that where you would have these long loops and it was like a we did this one place called four corners where um you'd have essentially it was it was about a mile loop um there was a just a square and so just at each corner, you'd pick out, you know, okay, at this corner, you do this activity, this corner, you do this activity, or you run a full loop, and then you do a whole lot um, right here at the start point. Um, but a lot of that still did come from the, my predecessor, um, Condi, and he did. So he he kind of planted the seed there, and then I ran with it. Um, and then the other the other piece of it, was running those first couple tough mutters, um, which a couple of them were actually down in Texas, but where essentially I was the faster runner in some of those. And, you know, when you're a faster runner, you want to run at your pace. You don't want to run slower. So what I did in those races is I would run ahead to the obstacle and then run back because I didn't really want to stop running and go back, encourage the people that are on your team, you know, Hey, you got this just one step at a time, sometimes run with them, sometimes run ahead. Um, and so kind of all of that kind of came together. Um, especially like out at Lord Hill, when we were doing the longer runs at Lord Hill, if, you know, it's, it's really easy to get separated out there. Um, and especially when, when all of us were new to Lord Hill, I'm pretty sure we got lost. <laughs> oh yeah, quite a few times. Um, so sticking together as a as a group was was good. So I mean, I, I had a good like. It's not like I was making this stuff up on the fly. Um, I, I had a lot of a lot of background that I was pulling from, and I'm thankful for all of that because you know it's it's put me in a position where we were able to to have a successful group, um, and it was you know. It's a lot of fun. So that, that I'd definitely like to get back to, to something like that. Um, yeah. So would I long term. So would I, so you'd want to stick with the Spartans if we were able to get together a, a team like that. I, I cause I, think I don't, I don't nervous know. about the electric obstacles, Dalton. Uh, I, I am a little, I'm a little nervous. We'll see I what am the too. 20, watching the watching, season looks like watching him pass out, uh, uh, I already shared that video online once with with Trailmaster Hammond running through that or crawling through that, <laughs> passing out for half a second and then keeping going <laughs> was was intense. And I I admit I don't like it either, but but yeah, I I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I might do a more targeted approach just to Spartan, um, maybe just try to hit the the national series races and, and just focus on those. Uh, maybe just the races I hit, uh, do all of them in elite, something like that. Um, where 
when I go to them, I, I'm really competing hard, but may not probably not going to all the events like I was in 2019. Um, Cause that's just, that was a lot of travel. It was a long season and I didn't really have time to do anything else. Yeah. It was, it was just constantly training for Spartan. Yeah. I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to mix it up. Uh, I, I know every time I do this, I say, I'm never going to run another one, but <laughs> well, the, the funny sign, thing is- sign another, sign up for another marathon and, 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 and do some of these longer races. Yeah, I was I was talking to Jeff about that too, and he's like, I mean, he's like, he finishes his marathon. I am never running a marathon again, but I will run a thirty mile Spartan. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm never running a thirty mile Spartan again, but I will run a fifty or forty mile race. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like, yeah. and 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 I, I mean, I get that. That was I remember after my first tough mutter um, down in Texas. It was a Corpus Christi one, I think. Miserable day like 50 degrees wind was howling they had us going around a lake there was no sun um so you were constantly getting into the water and then standing up and being in the wind and oh yeah if and we were with a a team that had some you know had some slower people on it so we took our time and you know ran back and forth a little but there was plenty of standing around and man i that was a lot of people in in space blankets um by the end imagine. of that race, it was it was pretty cold. <sighs> but yeah, we'll have to see what we'll have to see what this year brings. And yeah, I mean, it's I'm curious if so. I, I know that Spartan is is likely to take a couple of those tough mutter obstacles, but I'm assuming that it'll probably go the other way as well, um, where tough mutter. I mean, I don't know what what obstacle would you take from Spartan that you could turn into some kind of a a group a group obstacle. I mean, because Spartan, I mean, they they do a fantastic job at creating obstacles that target very specific aspects, you know, usually relating to grip strength. But I mean, maybe something like maybe something like Twister. Imagine a twister where you had like somehow had to have two people going at the same time. But if one person was going too slow or too fast that the other person would <laughs> doesn't would, get a handle, wouldn't have the handles. <laughs> I mean, you could do something like that. Yeah, that, that, that'd be, be interesting. That could be. I, I was thinking, you know, uh, something like Karkoist or Slide Drag where you had to get a group of people together just to pull something yeah. um, to from one side to the other. Um, I mean, j- just that. We did we did that uh, jerky challenge. Yeah, um, I remember that, that. That was fun. Where yeah. we, we carried we carried that that jerky a couple miles through the course. Yeah, jerky, as in about the size of what two queen mattresses stacked on top of each other. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. And banging two empty halves of coconuts together. <laughs> Shout out to the muddy pythons. Um, yeah, that was that was fun. But yeah, so, or maybe like. Uh, do something really well boot camp related would be like the uh the telephone pole carry i mean i don't think you'd want to do an actual telephone pole but you know something along those lines of big long and heavy and make yeah. a group of people carry that all together i don't know again what this one of the things that that tough matter excels at is mixing in the psychological obstacles you know the yeah the ones the one where you're it feels like you're drowning because you're the fence is just 
right above the water and you're, you're going along with just your face out of the water. I love, um, and then the, and then they and then they just put a little sprinkle of water. So oh you, yeah, you know, so you have to close your eyes while you're yeah. doing it. So you, yeah, yeah, your your face is pretty much underwater. You can barely breathe. You have to close your eyes, and yeah, you have to keep going. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then there's electric obstacle. There's the ice op- op- obstacles. Um, there's there's that one where you you have to like go underneath the tarp and crawl through uh, dark close enclosed space yeah stuff like that you know that that that's what that's that's challenging for people but it's not physical necessarily yep. it's yeah, just I like that, that, that fear they, factor yeah they, they 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 make the challenge more than just a physical challenge which you know and that's what spartan excels at is the physical but really mixing in those other obstacles you know it it's good to have the sense of accomplishment to get over a wall and i mean and that may sound yeah. incredibly simple when you know, just getting over a wall, but I mean, when it's a 10 foot wall, 12 foot wall, and you have to get help from someone to get over and then you help somebody, I mean, that's a, that, that feeling of satisfaction of getting over a wall like that, you know, you do that two or three times with a few of those simple, simple obstacles and you're all of a sudden having a great time. You're feeling good about yourself. And then, and then all of a sudden comes like that, that one where they, it was crawling up through a tube that had very limited handholds and it was pouring water down on you and it was dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, and actually one of the ones that really got me is they had those, those tubes, but they went down, but they went down into water and oh, they had yeah. the water level just perfect so that you could just see a sliver of light. So but you had you to knew, go under. So that you knew that you'd be okay, but you had to be in an enclosed space, go underwater and go deeper. And man, that, <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't like the worst thing in the world, but it was, yeah, it's, it, it definitely, it's, it's a challenge and it, it's what makes it fun, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think they had, they had some other one. I was trying to remember too. I mean, the the most miserable one that I've gotten at Tough Mudder was that very first Tough Mudder. They had it was a low crawl through small chunks of ice, and then they had the electroshock therapy hanging down on top of it. Oh man! And man, I I got like so. I mean, you'd get hit with the electroshock, and then you'd fall into the ice, but the ice. Like the, the, the electrodes were, were long enough that even if you laid down completely, you were still getting touched by them. Jeez. And and I mean, you could see the car batteries right next, right next to it. Like you could just see them and you just hear them going off. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. It was so, it was pretty sketchy actually. But, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's. You know, getting but getting through that because you know that that time that I did that with that that group of people, there was a couple people who didn't do it, and it was, you know, they they the the people who didn't do it just be like, well, good job, and you could just see that you know, you know, I'm I'm glad I did it because I and I knew that if I didn't do it, there would be that that sense of looking back and thinking, you know, I I probably could have handled it. So I'm glad that I I'm glad that I went for it and did it, but that was 
that was miserable. I hope that Spartan doesn't get any weird ideas about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the runs we did, the, the, the three tough murders we did, but I really don't want to go back and, and go through that. Dalton, you can, stuff, you can like just that. go around any obstacle. I, That's the way Tough Mudder is set up. So you can just come out with us, hang out on the course, and we'll I all could. just cover our eyes and then promise not to make fun of you endlessly. <laughs> <for that. laughs> Besides, the, the key to that, and Jeff and I really figured this out when we went to Colorado and did, did that Colorado event. The key to the electroshock therapy is... R- really realizing you are not there for other people's entertainment and to take it slow. If you take it slow and it's not a breezy day, you can get through without getting a single shock. Yeah. Unless of course, and I've heard this happens, the, uh, <laughs> the MC shakes the whole rig cause they know what <laughs> oh, you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, cause they like to the position those, you know, where their yeah. spectators are right at the very There's end. There's people with lawn chairs waiting yeah. for you to go through. Yes. People know what's, what's going on. Yeah. Waiting for the, those idiots to link arms and try to walk through together. You know, that time that we, that we linked arms with, was it Foster yeah. and those guys, that time it actually wasn't that bad. No, it was, it, the, it was the time when they put Arctic enema right before. So you were all soaking wet and i swear they upped the juice on that or something because maybe it was just the water so quickly oh my gosh it was (laughs) that would be hilarious to see a video of that just like ah screw this (laughs) yeah i don't know so yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do but um i don't know i mean I, i i definitely i mean the, the the interesting thing with like how to get other people interested is you either tell them, okay, well, we're going to go do this 10 mile tough mutter and it's going to be fun. Or we're going to go do this five mile and it's going to be really challenging. We'll all be together, but you're probably going to have to do burpees. So it's like, and, and I'm sure that's why, you know, Tough Mudder, in the end, they had all kinds of like 5Ks and half Tough Mudders. And they were kind yeah. of just throwing throwing it much at the wall that they could to see what sticks. And I think that that's because they were, you know, they were losing money for a long time. Um, so I don't know. But it's, I want to keep it out there because I think it's fun. Um, and it's a good way to get other people interested in it. So. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to take it, you know, one one season at a time. See who comes out. See who's interested. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But on to more pressing matters. <laughs> Godzilla versus King Kong. That's this week, right? Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it comes out this week. Are you serious? Yeah, I thought I thought we were gonna funny. we were gonna get together with Jose to watch that, right? I think. Uh, yeah, I know he sent out a uh, a meeting notice next week. Oh, so yeah, it comes out on. It comes it come, out next week. It's next oh, week next week it comes out. Yeah, the thirty first. Okay, they actually have movie theaters. I've heard they have movie theaters open around here now. So I don't know. That's 
that's going to be something I think we'd all have to talk about what we wanted to do. If we wanted to go as a group to a movie theater or if we just wanted to go to Jose's house. I don't know. That's that's kind of a I, I realize that yeah. things are not fully open yet. And Jose has a projector right here. So we will get the big <laughs> screen experience. So I don't know. We'll have to talk. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited that movie theaters are opening in general because that's a well, yeah. I mean, whichever companies are left. My God, that's. Oh, that's frustrating. Well, it looks like AMC is open next week. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least and uh, and McMinimans Anderson School. That's that's all everything that's open. McMinimans. I don't know that one. Is that like a dine in and have a I, movie? I or? didn't even know they had a theater down there. I know I've been I've been down there once or twice now. I hmm. think I think we went down there once for an event. I mean, I've been to like a like Cinnabar and. Uh, there was one of them down in Texas. I forget the name of the place down in Texas that uh, the Alamo. Alamo Draft Alamo Draft House. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, just dirty, dirty places, but they were a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> they were a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. Um, anyways, I I think, and what I want to have in, in in Godzilla versus Kong, I want I want King Kong to win. I want him to charge up that that axe and just take out Godzilla, and then have Godzilla come back as as Mecha Godzilla. I think that well, that would be. Well, y- y- you know what I'm annoyed about is they've already spoiled Mecha Godzilla. Don't tell me that you. They have not spoiled it, Dalton. <laughs> you have just spoiled it to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I I was looking through YouTube yesterday, and there was there's a promo literally called Mecha Godzilla. Just well, that's got to be that's got to be one of those other. It's got to be <laughs> one of those other things. It does. It's not involved with this movie at all. the The timing is purely coincidental. Of course, I'm sure. Yeah, I've of actually course. seen that they've released a lot of uh, a lot of clips uh, from the movie to promote it. I haven't. I, the only thing I've watched is the first trailer. I haven't watched. I, I think I watched else, the so. first and second trailer and then caught a couple of things by accident. Yeah, but yeah I, I agree. I, I usually to try to the movie avoid for me. That's what's happening here. Well, I, I don't know what you've seen. <laughs> Internet's a dangerous place. <laughs> it's a very. I hated that. Like about the t- like Endgame when Endgame oh, yeah. came out, I was legit paranoid. Like oh, yeah. when uh, when I was at work, um, Foster, his daughter was a manager at a movie theater. Right. And he, 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 he didn't care. He did not care. And he was going to ruin it for me. And I (laughs) I told him, if you don't knock it off, I am calling in sick and going home. Like this was the day before it came out. And I'm like, just (laughs) shut up. (laughs) I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything. Yeah. And I'm, and he, you know, he, he, he made the usual, you know, Eric Foster completely ridiculous uh, proposals as to, as to what what would happen, um, and it was you know he didn't ruin it, but man, after after walking out of Infinity War, um, and just being like, what the hell did I just watch? That's the most like what this is. This is not what I expected. I mean, because I, I dressed up. I dressed up as Captain America. For oh, that. yeah. I, I, I ha- remember. <laughs> I haven't dressed up for a movie since like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> so that that was a big thing for me. And uh, Well, on the plus side, you survived. Yeah, I was one of the, the 50% that made it out. <laughs> but uh, after that, I was like, there's no way I am, you know, I, 
uh, there's no way I'm ruining um, Endgame. I mean, I was even really hesitant to watch any of the trailers for Endgame because I didn't want to ruin it. But I saw some stuff from Kevin Feige before before the movie came out where he, he was pretty clear that any of the promotional material that they put out would not spoil it. And and they did a great job with that. They, they, they really handled it well. You know, the, yeah, I, I wasn't out looking for leaks. I'm sure that they were out there if you wanted to find them. But uh, the way that they handled that was was really great because uh, it was a fantastic movie. And I'm hoping Kong versus Godzilla is the same way. So yeah, I I agree. I, it's more fun to enjoy the movie than to go snooping around trying to trying to find all the little bits and pieces beforehand, mm-hmm. and then get upset because they're not what you expected. Or when you go watch the movie, they're the wrong information, anyways. Yeah. Well, and what? Oh, so for the the Star Wars, um, last last no, not last last, last, last not Jedi, last Jedi, not last Jedi. What's the last Rise of Skywalker? That's what it Rise oh, of yeah. Skywalker. Um, somebody at work was walking around talking about it and was like, Oh yeah, Rise of Palpatine. And it was like a week before the movie came out. And I was just like, dude, don't say that. He's like, why? I'm like, because I don't want to know that yet. And he's like, Oh, don't worry, I was kidding. And it was like, Yeah, you better yeah. not have been. Lo and behold, thanks, mm-hmm. jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, because, yeah, I mean, like, oh, even the uh, what was it? Um, I forget which one. It was one of the Disney Plus shows. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was that th- th- there was some show I was watching where Google had figured out that I was interested in this show. Oh, I was just going to mention this. Go and ahead. and Google will be like, oh, and like, you know, this show just came out. So it'll send me a picture of what's uh-huh. about to happen and like it doesn't matter you're just scrolling through your feed looking yeah. to see you know what the whatever you want to look at for news and boom spoiled it's like so fr- like i don't know the the whole big brother aspect i'm not big on that i actually have duck duck go on my phone now yeah. um i don't know exactly i i haven't used it too much but uh yeah I, I, I mean, my, for me, uh, what I'm dealing with right now is I, I'm way behind the times. I'm finally watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> so I, I never, I, I never paid for HBO as it was when it was coming out. Like I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll catch it later at some point. I managed to avoid most of the spoilers. I, I had some idea of where things are going. Um, so, so I'm enjoying the show, um, but now I'm starting to see uh, these ads come up or these videos come up in my YouTube feed saying. Oh, oh, here's, here's, oh, no. uh, here's, and you're you know, like the, seasons the, behind, the, not just like a couple days, right? The, the, the major <laughs> deaths of, of this, this season or this person's death or, you know, t- talking to the reviews about this and I'm like, no, don't show me this stuff. Cause even just the name of it or the picture tells me something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's frustrating, which I mean, there's a piece of that too, which I find myself kind of puzzled by it because it's like okay i'm bored what should i do i'll just browse youtube and i remember when it was like youtube you only went to youtube if you knew exactly what you wanted to look for it was like oh there's this new cat video that's hilarious (laughs) and so you go search you search cat video number 10007 and it's like oh there it is wow that was hilarious and then that was it 
I mean, so the fact that they they've changed their system enough to where I just want to go browse it and they have all the links to the videos afterwards to get keep people engaged. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm I, I don't know, because I mean, there's parts of it that's like there's this video series that I've watched, you know, dozens of videos from and I like the videos from them. So then the feed's like, oh, you like this video? Well, they just released a new one and here it is. Oh, delightful, you know, but then, <laughs> but then, yeah, stuff like, like we're talking about with like spoiling stuff comes up or it's like, okay, yeah. I'm actually done watching these videos. I don't want to see any more Mystery Science Theater 3000s. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a fanta- those are fantastic, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's... It's interesting, um, and uh, I don't know, with like like WandaVision, that one was a was a hard one because it was we were watching it a day after it came out. Yeah, on a regular and, and basis. And half the time, I would spoil it for you because I would watch. Yeah, it you would at work. <laughs> you did. You didn't give anything away too bad, so I appreciate that. <laughs> but but like. And and I'm really glad that I wasn't really digging into it. I mean, th- there were, I feel like there were a couple movies where I decided I'm just going to go all in and look at what's coming and watch everything I possibly can. And anytime I do that, I end up enjoying the movie less because it's yeah. like, I mean, like even uh, because I find myself like I enjoy watching movie trailers like repetitively. It's probably not healthy. But <laughs> I really enjoy movie trailers, but I found that even just watching movie trailers, um, unless it's done really well, like they did with Endgame, I would be sitting there and in my head, I'd be like checking the box on all the scenes from the oh, movie yeah. trailer and be like, yeah. okay, we haven't seen this yet, which means this is going to happen. And that means this person is the bad guy. And there it is. And it's like, so I have to like I've I've tried to really cut back on watching like which is hard because like a a, a preview like they had the, the first preview for the the first Godzilla was was fantastic like I really love it when they uh when they really sync up the uh the way that the scenes bounce around and and move between when it's synced up to the music um yeah. Kong Skull Island had one of those trailers that um I really liked because it was everything in the the whole trailer was all about just linking up to this music. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy had one, too, for the chain Mm -hmm. uh, from Fleetwood Mac. Fantastic trailer. Um, I still just sit down and watch it every once in a while, usually with the boys, because they want to, you know, when can I see that? Well, not yet, but but we can watch the trailer again. And now they now they like uh, Fleetwood Mac. So, <laughs> so it's not all one, bad. One of the ones that sticks out to me is uh, Suicide Squad, because the the trailer that they put out was better than the movie. <laughs> I, I I watched that so much because it, they had synced it to Bohemian Rhapsody. I think um, I remember and, that one. Yeah, and, and it, it 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 looked so it it was very funny. It was it was it looked like it had a great story. It was. Really excited to go watch this movie, and then you get to it, and it's just like, well, this was, this is not what the trailer promised. Yeah, 
I mean, the trailer did its job, but it, it got it, butts it, in seats. Yeah, it, it definitely oversold the content of the movie and 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 showed all the best parts without us realizing it. And what when I hate uh, with with that is when they show the best parts. I mean, the act, if it's like an action movie, okay, you you can show some of the cool action pieces, but there's still usually enough action to go around that it's it's still entertaining. Mm-hmm. But when they do it with like a comedy movie and they put all the best jokes in the trailer, like yeah. they they almost overdid it with Deadpool. Um like I still I still love that movie. Deadpool, yes, it's raunchy and violent, but my goodness, that movie is hill like Ryan Reynolds knocks it out of the park. That guy is hilarious. Um, but they almost overdid it on... I feel like they overdid it on the second one. Um, the first one, it was really close. They still had enough to... that I There was enough new stuff in there. But I, I feel like with comedy, it's, it's a little harder to, to come back from that if you literally take all your best jokes. Because then mm-hmm. you have all the best content in the trailer and... You know, you're laughing hysterically when you watch the trailer and then you go to the movie and it's like, well, you know, this was good, but I already knew all the jokes. I already knew all the punchlines. <laughs> it's like, come on. Well, with Deadpool, they've got so many, you know, different versions of the joke. Oh, yes. they, 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 So much more. Oh, that's they, true. They, they released a second movie. <laughs> yes. I still, I never, I actually wanted to sit down and watch that and I could not find it anywhere. I couldn't find where to go watch that um yeah i i don't think I feel I, like it was a limited release there's probably like a few dvds of it out there and i don't know maybe that's it i don't know yeah that, that might be right but that movie was the first deadpool came out of nowhere i mean <laughs> <laughs> and i mean and when and i love the 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 fourth wall in that where like literally the first scene is just you know, that comes up to him. And he's like, "Oh, hello! Who would have thought we would have ever been here?" It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. But uh, I don't know. And then on the Marvel side, they've got because they keep pushing out Black Widow. I I think that it's going to end up on Disney Plus. Um, or well, I don't know. With things really opening up, maybe it won't. I mean, I, I don't even know what its release date is right now. But I, I, it's, it's the end of May again, I think. It's like th- this whole pandemic thing has been like no new Marvel movies at all. You know, they've had the shows coming out, yeah, um, which is great. Um, and I love the way that they have those balanced because you're basically going to have like almost every week for the next two years a new show coming out on Friday, you know, like with a one week break between when a show ends and the next one starts. Um, so that, that'll be fun, but there's going to be, I feel like there's just going to be a kind of just a big of all the, all the Marvel movies coming out. Um, you know, starting, starting with the new black widow or is it the old black widow? I don't know. (laughs) Um, and then getting into all the other ones. So, It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how they keep that together. Well, Did, one of the things I'm uh I'm disappointed in though is the uh, the the lack of tie-in with Agents of Shield. I so you said that they had that book 
in yeah, Agents they, of Shield. They did. I feel like you know, and and what would be hilarious is you know we keep waiting, or I should I, I don't know. There's plenty of people that I think there's probably enough people out there that I'm comfortable enough saying we for the fans, but I'll just say it myself that I have been waiting for the multiverse to actually open up because I feel like they teased it on Spider-Man Far From Home and nothing. And they kind of made some pretty strong allusions to it with WandaVision and then nothing. And they have a movie coming out with, you know, the multiverse of madness. And it's like, is that just a red herring too? Like, I feel like they're just kind of setting us up so that when... We go to the theater and we're like, yeah, it's another one of the multiverse movies. It's not going to be about the multiverse. And then, boom, all of a sudden the multiverse happens. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, have you looked at, at the cast list for Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man? No, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Okay. Come on, what's well, wrong I, with you? Then I won't say anything else. <laughs> if, like... That movie is is going to be interesting just based on the cast list. Um, I won't I won't say anything more because yeah, I, I won't do do to you what you did to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, did did you watch the? I'm assuming you watched Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah, I watched that the first day. It's it's definitely. I mean, it's the first episode. It helps. It's setting it up. Um, so yep. it'll be interesting to see where they take from that from there. And they um, really started with a bang, like. Yeah, like through that whole fight, both Zach and I uh, were expecting like, okay, when do you think when do you because we're actually letting him watch this one because, you know, the WandaVision, we had no idea where it was going to go. So which I still think it would it, it's a bit too much for him. So we're holding back on that one. But this one, we're like, I think this is going to be pretty much straight action. So we'll just we'll just go for it. Yeah. And it was like, when do you think, you know, that opening sequence, do you think my, my prediction was that falcon would fail in some way and that he'd realize he needs help and zach's was he would he would just like he would be caught in some situation and bucky would just show up and save him and both of us were wrong so <laughs> <laughs> of course of course yeah i mean yeah. how many times were, were we wrong were we wrong on wandavision oh my gosh there's so I wanted many that to go so missteps. many different directions. Like I wanted mutants, I wanted multiverse, I wanted Mephisto. Like, yeah. I mean, I I, I thought it was AIM at, in the beginning because of the the hexagon and then the beekeeper outfit and just a lot of little red herrings that threw us all in the wrong way. Yeah, and like the was it? Jo- I mean, what what, what Joanne and I love doing is doing the uh, you watch an episode and then you. Um, just sit down and just dive into Reddit or, you know, IGN <laughs> or just all, and any of these, you know, comic book uh, heavy websites and just read theories. And, you know, there was some fun ones out there, you know, some good, good pointers to how they could pull the Fantastic Four in on this and mm-hmm. mutants and all this. And I don't know, I, I think I, I need to keep a more level head <laughs> with my expectations for that because yeah. they essentially just finished out, I mean, Endgame, which... I mean, you, you can't have something to that level all the time or it wouldn't be special. And so essentially what they're doing now is they're relaying the groundwork for whatever their next big event is, whether that be, you know, some big baddie like Thanos or, you know, I've heard, you know, a lot about Young Avengers or Secret Wars mm-hmm. um, being how being the direction they're taking it. Um, so and, and, I, and I really expected 
um, WandaVision to go House of M, like a similar to House of M storyline. Yeah. But it never did. So it was still really entertaining. I mean, the, the, the man, the finale was gut wrenching, but uh, it was. And, and something I, I noted, like at the end of the at the end of that show. I think that they're trying to set it up. I mean, if if they follow that, what they did with that was if you watch the show. Then you have more backstory on the characters. Yeah. But it's, it's not required not reading. Exactly. So like if if all the characters just show up in another movie, you could you could pretty much I mean, white vision would be the only kind of outlier there. Um, and I mean, I, I guess if Wanda all of a sudden needs to go find her family. I mean, it. People in the theaters who hadn't seen WandaVision would be like, she has a family. I didn't even know. Or, or she's all of a sudden she's now the Scarlet Witch for real. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you can get by without it. S- similar to, you know, you're reading a comic book and you miss you miss an arc mm-hmm. um, or you miss a publication uh, run. You can pick it up on the next the next series and mm-hmm. kind of figure out where you're at. And, and Marvel's done a great job of, you know, essentially putting just enough information into some of these where you're able to catch up. Now, I think the one time they didn't do that was Endgame. And I think they knew that anyone going to Endgame <laughs> pretty much knew what they were getting themselves into. Well, I mean, um, that that was a that was a two-parter. That's kind of like going to Harry Potter and, and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 yeah. without watching the first one at a minimum. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but, I mean, they, they've done a good job. So, I mean, even if they do need to play catch-up to, to get – you know, once the like the the you know Doctor Strange movie is apparently going to involve uh, Scarlet Witch somehow, um, they'd usually do a pretty good job of giving you enough information so that you can at least get through the movie for a lot of those more standalone movies as opposed to the team ups. So yeah. I think they'll do fine. I think they'll do fine. I don't know. And anytime I've anytime I've been like, what is Marvel doing? It's always been like, oh, I love this. Like Guardians of the Galaxy was the perfect example. <laughs> that was like, you know, they have Iron Man, they have Captain America, you know, they're just getting started. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's like a talking raccoon in a tree. That, wow. that was your best choice. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, I'll 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 give it a go. And within five minutes, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. so they they have they have done a great job um and i I mean i was never a comic book person growing up so i know that there's a lot of you know details that they probably that a lot of the like hardcore um comic book fans probably are wishing they would include but I, i mean i think they've taken a good a good swath of pulling from individual storylines and bringing them together to create something new. They've done a really good job at that, I think. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Well, we're right at about time. So I'm surprised. I I didn't think I'd have enough to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. We just have to get the right subjects. That's it. And then we're set. Um, So I'm assuming you're not too busy on social media anywhere. No, 
They don't really have a social media presence. Yeah, I'm trying, but I don't right now. So <laughs> <laughs> it was funny the the first episode I put out with Jeff. It was like you know, you know, I'm I'm used to listening to a lot of Joe Rogan, and he's like, you know, anytime somebody gets on Joe Rogan, it's like anyone who gets on there is like, oh wow, you know, you finally made it. And in this case, it was like, well, I have no one, so I'll just tag Jeff and hope that some of Jeff's friends see this. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. But yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter at Adhocracy Cast. I've got a Facebook group, the Adhocracy Podcast. I'm on YouTube, all the all the podcast things, um, you know, Spotify. I, I'm not on Apple yet. Um, apparently Apple's like the one to, if you're going to make it with the, the podcasting, which I don't, I mean, I don't even, I'm not even, I could pick up sponsors already the way that, um, that Spotify has their stuff set up. They have this, uh, they bought this, um, software called anchor where basically it directly uploads to Spotify, which is cool. Um, but they, they, if you want to, you can pretty much instantly set up sponsorships and I haven't even done that cause I'm. I really ain't it for the money. I'm more just like part of this was like, you know, seeing Jeff moving across the country, like I'd kind of contemplated doing something like this. And it's like, yeah, that's a good way to check in, talk about SLS with him every once in a while. Um, I'm sure I'm going to reach out to Kevin eventually too. Once he kind of settles down, talk to him about his car that he's building and SLS as well. So it's more just fun hobby right now. So I'm not too worried about, too worried about all that yet yeah we'll see one step at a time i'm having fun just trying to figure out how to make things sound better right now i'm trying this podcast i tried something new so if anyone listening is like wow this sounds a lot better than last time then it worked and (laughs) if it sounds a lot worse then it didn't so (laughs) and for those of you from the future that are coming back to watch the original episodes uh, after Luke's gone famous, uh, welcome, and uh, <laughs> yeah. thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. All right, and on that note, we will wrap it up. So talk to you guys later.